Hey there, I'm Melody. And I'm Mitch. We just wanted to hop on here really quick before this episode to say thank you so much for all the amazing support on our first episode. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's super great to hear all the feedback that you have, and we want to keep on hearing it. So send it our way, and it'll help make the show that much better. We have some really incredible guests coming up in the next few weeks, so subscribe so that you're uh, up to date on that. And today, we are actually going to get to know our other host, Mitch. That's me. Welcome to Artistic Beginnings. Mitch, why don't you give a little elevator pitch of who you are? Hi, I'm Mitch. <laughs> don't laugh. I'm not. You just did. That was just a quick, ex- a quick exhale of air. That's all that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm Mitch. I'm working in the entertainment industry as a researcher. Hmm. So. That is typically held in technology companies, which I am also working for, but I also enjoy the arts. Yeah, so, but you didn't always start there. You weren't always like on this track. How did you, where, what, tell me about your life. Tell me how you started in this beautiful world. <laughs> I'm really good at well, this. <laughs> well, Melody, let, let me tell you about the birds and the bees. <laughs> Oh, no. We'll save that for mom and dad's episode. Um. Yeah. We'll, we'll be severely drunk for that one, so it'll be yes. okay. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I started off much like many of the people listening uh, in schools. I uh, did uh, shows, and uh, I, I did a lot of theater growing up because of our parents. So our parents mm. were both very much interested in the, the musical theater side of things. And as uh, we grew up, we were... Um, kind of told about all of the the experiences they've had just by asking questions and everything. And we, we got curious and, and I was always thinking like, oh, maybe that's something that I'll do. Uh, yeah. I'll look to kind of explore that. And uh, I started uh, performing in the, the school plays. Those were actually run by our parents, which was very fortunate. And as I got more interested and my parents were like, mm, maybe this isn't like, we don't want to force you into this. We, we had a lot of dynamics and we could probably talk about a little bit later, but oh yeah, as we went into it more, I got more interested and I got the opportunity to actually audition for a, a, a live, uh, a real life show uh, that would have been uh, a professional gig. So yeah, my first experience was auditioning for Seussical Musical. Sorry. (laughs) You're worried about copywriting. You're fine. I know. No, I know. (laughs) But anyways, I auditioned for that and I really, really enjoyed it. I did really find that it was an experience I enjoyed, even though the auditioning was really, really like scary and stressful. It was exciting. Yeah. And unfortunately for my parents, I got a callback from that. I didn't actually get the gig, which was probably good. But the the fact that I got as far as I did... And I still didn't give up on it. Uh, was uh, a testament to my parents giving me the chance to, to continue pursuing it, but also uh, the the amount of uh, support they gave. So because of the fact that we rehearsed so often, our dad. I, I don't know why I kept on saying my. It's it's ours. I know it's hard. It's it's hard. I did it too, but like it's fine. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Left out. Right. So essentially. I was able to get that far because of my parents 
working on the the music, working on the audition technique, all of those kind of things, getting me so prepared that when I got in the room, I didn't have to worry about it. We were so incredibly lucky. <laughs> oh yeah, big because time. not only did they like love and support us, but they also had the tools and the skill set to be able to actually help us. You know give us, you know, maybe not an edge, but be as prepared as humanly possible for what we wanted to do. You know, in a business that's so unpredictable, they gave us, you know, as much control over things that we could have, you know? That's exactly right. And with everything that they could do, they also had the skills to teach. And I think that's really the the difference is they were able to go yes. in and tell us, hey, you know, through my experience, this is what worked. And then they would be able to expand upon that and actually give us the skills to do it and give us oh, totally. the, the ability yeah. to practice and practice and practice. Because as much yeah. as you can like teach somebody to do it, unless you give them the space to repeatedly work on something and really develop the skill, you, they're not going to get anywhere. So I think that was really, really right. important. So yeah. after after going through all of that experience, I just kind of kept on going at it and my parents would constantly give me little gut checks saying like, hey, is this still what you want to be doing? Um, but, you know, four years after that, uh, I, I had been working pretty much consistently. Um, and, yeah. and that was when I was in fifth grade. I don't remember how old it was, probably like 10 or 11 is, is fifth grade, I think. But I had a pretty good run there. And, uh, and I worked professionally in, in Chicago. You were working a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I did all sorts of shows. Um, I did King and I. I, I did all of the, the little boy <laughs> I did Susical twice. Um, and I had the whole over gamut the of experience. Yeah, over the tavern. I, I did musicals. I did plays. You did a lot of shows twice or like three times. Exactly. Because those were the, the shows that had little boy sopranos or, or, or boys that had to have some sort of comedic timing. Yeah. But I mean, it's also cool that you were able to do it with, you know, different casts because, you know, even if some people are the same, because I know some of the people were in both casts as well. Like it's makes it so interesting to have a whole different feel for a show that you've already done, you know? Well, Melody, that's also the benefit of live theater because even every show, even if it's the same day, it's going to be freaking different. And that's another reason why I think we enjoyed it so much was the ability to go in and have a different experience each time. 100%. Yeah, super, super great. And uh, I, I wouldn't trade that that upbringing for for anything because it's given me the skills that I need today like the public speaking it's given me the ability to think on my feet uh it's mm -hmm. also given me the work ethic that I've been given um yeah improvising is huge I mean literally I I speak to people uh every day asking them questions about topics that I am not an expert in and being able to improvise and ask the right questions and talk to people about those subjects Right now, I'm talking to people that are, are working in box offices, trying to figure out what ticketing operations is and how to adjust dynamic pricing. Being able to jump into a situation and feel comfortable asking questions and learning is a huge benefit that I got from theater and just growing up around people that are really open-minded and really interested in developing and, and learning new things. Yeah, totally. I think that's something that a lot of people may not realize or may not even, you know, think about is just, you know, all of the skills you get from being in a show, you know, especially as a kid, you know, because it's like you're put in a very adult environment and you're expected to be an adult immediately and do your work. And, you know, I think it's invaluable because you get to see all of these different processes of how people, you know, 
work through things and learn things and, you know, express things. And I think that is something that a lot of people um, could benefit from. Definitely. At all ages in life. You know, I think it's, there's something about doing live theater, you know, being able to think on your feet if you go up on a line or being able to emotionally attach or detach from something or just being able to stand in front of a crowd and speak, you know, even if they're not like it makes it easier because they're not technically your words. Um, but it's still, you know, it's it's a skill that is, you know, something that you need to hone and practice. And, you know, it's theater gives you that space to be able to do that. Right. And if you're if you develop those words or you're like public speaking about your life, you're able to understand the process that you have to go through to first figure out what the stories you're telling and then developing the the technique to actually speak out loud and and tell that story in a cohesive manner but then also going through the practicing methods right once you have the story it doesn't automatically just come up you don't just go up on stage and tell it you've got to practice it you've got to go through you've got to write down your story you've got to practice it you've got to memorize some portions you've got to really develop the preparation for, for everything. And that's a huge part of performance and, and the arts in general that I found the most benefit from. It's not just the skill of memorization, which I've, I've for some reason lost. Uh, like the, the memorization, I used to memorize hundreds of pages of scripts and I used to like recite yeah. all the, the lines and all the music and all that kind of stuff. I don't do that now. I, I primarily, I'm just doing presentations with pitch decks. So I've got like general milestones that I've memorized, but other than that, I'm, everything's exactly. on a whim. And just like right now, I'm making all this stuff up as I go along. Right. And I mean, like, that's, you know, the other thing that's great is that it gives you the ability to, you know, even if you don't have it completely planned out, you at least know the idea of what you're trying to say. So you can figure out your way there. And like going back to what you're saying um, with, you know, just memorizing it isn't going to cut it. I mean, I think like the number one thing that people may not do is connect to the words, you know, a speech is great, but if you're not connected to it, it's going to be meaningless for other people, you know, whether it be your words or, you know, Shakespeare's like, it's one of those things that, yeah, anybody can recite something. Most people can memorize it, but anybody can read something off of a paper, but really being able to connect to it and make the words mean something is so invaluable. Oh yeah, Melody, it's all about the why, right? Understanding what the why is and the purpose is behind all of the things you do. When you are pursuing a hobby or something, like if you're trying to to learn guitar or something, you have to understand why you want to do it in order to really start developing the skills and start emoting the energy you want from playing the guitar, right? It It comes up everywhere. No, but I mean, it's true. Like knowing why you're doing something. I mean, that's kind of life, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's easy to say, oh, why are you doing this? And to give, you know, kind of a half-assed answer like, oh, because I'm supposed to or whatever. But if you really connect to a reason of like, no, why am I doing this? Why is this what I chose to do? Because like the cool thing about being humans we can change our minds whenever we want. Like that's, you know, it's a scary thing and it may not work all the time, but like you don't have to do what you're doing right this very moment. Like you, nobody's making you, you know, you can change your career path. You can totally, like you did. I mean, (laughs) you did in college. You changed your mind about your major a couple times. Like there's no, you know, if you don't know why you're doing it or if you're not connected to it, there's no reason that you have to keep doing it, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And when when you're making up your mind, you 
you can start off even without actually having a specific why, but that slowly develops. And as long as you give it the space to do that kind, to grow that that understanding of the why, because that's that's where I actually started out, right? Is like when I was doing the performance, when I was doing all of the hobbies I was doing, I was developing the why, but I was really enjoying the craft of it. And that was enough to really get me energized and then slowly understand what my purpose was. And that shifted. Yeah. And honestly, I still have a very similar why, which is uh, honestly one of the main reasons why I find purpose in life is I want to help other people and develop them and give them the space to actually succeed. And that never changes for me. And that's kind of the underlying thing. And I always found that community in theater in the arts, in uh, when I was in uh, barbershop uh, buyers and everything, right? Like mm-hmm. that whole community yeah. is all about growing yourself, growing your community, really impacting the world. And it's a barbershop harmony society, and they're a great organization. To be completely honest, yeah. You were how how many years were you a part of it? You were part of it for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd say roughly five years. Um, and I was yeah. part of a a, a barbershop. Uh, chorus that was called Westminster Chorus in uh, Southern yeah. California. They were really, really great, really great guys. But th- basically, uh, th- this is exactly it. This is their saying that they've got on their website. It's, we bring people together in harmony and fellowship to enrich lives through singing. And that is huge. It's all about bringing Amazing. people together of all kinds, all uh, religions, all, all types of people, all passions. And, and bringing them together to build better emotional health, uh, building community around something that people love to do. Like barbershop singers are so passionate about barbershop. And they're also passionate about making music together because you can't make barbershop music without other people. No, you can't. Or it's a really sad barbershop. Right, <laughs> you know, like you could, you technically could, you could, you could do it on, you know, one of those looping things online. But like, it's not, it's not the same. Right, experience. and it's not live. I think the major benefit of barbershop is that you're with a group of people that you know very well, and you've developed your voices around, and have modified the the timbre of your voice, or you've done something very technical to accomplish the overtone sound. Like it's it's a huge accomplishment and something really interesting. And I'd love to actually get additional people from the Barbershop Harmony Society onto the show to talk about this a little bit more. Oh, and yeah. I've already started reaching out no, to it's because wild. they they really have a deep passion for the arts and they they know how to affect change. And I think that that's something that we want to do yeah. on the show is affect change. Give oh, people like I want to empower our listeners to find ways to bring the arts into their community and have them be stronger. It's a way to bring people together and it's a way to have, you know, one unifying thing that everybody can appreciate and, you know, be able to spread and express. Exactly. And giving people the space to actually grow and develop themselves is what the arts is about, right? It's all about understanding that giving people a space to explore and try new things. And, you know, be able to go in and say, I want to sing today. Oh, I want to juggle. Oh, I want to paint a, paint a painting that will elicit emotion and bring people excitement or, yes. or make them really think deeply about themselves. Yeah, I think especially like in a world where we're so 
I wouldn't say obsessed, but we're so, you know, blinded into, you know, just getting all of our work done and doing all these things and not really thinking about ourselves and not being selfish in it, but just like really giving ourselves the time to like express ourselves and feel our feelings and like, you know, explore different things. I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people don't let themselves have, like they don't let themselves enjoy that. And I think that's, you know, something that we're trying to give, you know, permission to people to be like, no, you can totally like take a class in guitar. You can like, why not? You know, like, why not find a different way to express yourself? You know, it's something that I think a lot of people don't really give themselves permission to do. And like, I think when you have a community, you know, it makes it that much easier because you don't feel like you're doing it all by yourself and you don't feel, you know, cause it can be intimidating. You're like, great. Okay. I want to be more artistic what do I do? You know, like, how do I do that? I'm, you know, I can't paint, where do I take art classes? Or I can't sing, where do I take vocal lessons, you know, and that can be very intimidating, because, you know, especially in where we live, New York and Los Angeles, there's so much everywhere that it can be very, you know, like, I don't know, which is the best one, I don't know what's right for me, you know, it can be very intimidating. And I think if you have a community of people that can help you and support you, that it just makes it that much easier. And I, I think that really it comes down to, you know, it, it sure, it takes some time out of your day uh, to start developing those things, but you start developing relationships with people you otherwise wouldn't. And I think that's really, really important. And, and you can do that even if you're doing a full-time job. Like I'm doing that now, right? And it's totally possible. I'm not some outcast that, that is able to do this just because of my upbringing. Like, I'm able to do this because other I've seen other people do it. And I want to share those stories, too, because I, I think that that's really important, right? Because the arts can really deeply impact, personally, my work, even if I wasn't working in the entertainment industry, like I work for a ticketing company, right? Like that, that is still in the entertainment industry. But even if I'm working in, in something like healthcare or something, like music is deeply impactful for, for health and, and that kind of thing. But it is medicine, medicine. but it's also something that can inspire me to do deeper, more meaningful work outside of the art. So I think that it really bleeds into the rest of your life and it will give you something to really appreciate even moving into retirement. Right. It's like you you stop working, but most people don't really stop doing their their hobbies, their passions. So bring music out in that. And people, for whatever reason, really develop an appreciation for music far deeper at that older age as well, I think. I think it's because they have time to, because they let themselves, you know, like I think you can develop it younger, but I think because you have so much time and freedom, you're like, sure, why not? Like I'm not doing anything right. else. So let's work to know? develop that earlier in people's lives. Like that's a part of the meaning of life, right? Is connecting with people and really growing as a person. Yeah, it's finding finding your people and finding things that make you happy and bring joy to your life. Like who wants to live a boring life? Like, you know, like it sounds so rude, but it's like, I mean, I always come back to this stupid thing and I see it on the internet every once in a while and it circled around like a while ago, but, um, and it's so stupid, but it's, uh, oh my God, what is it? It's earth without art is eh. <laughs> And it's stupid, but it's true. You know, it's one of those things that like you look around your life, even if you are not in the arts at all, or you think you're not an artistic person, you look around just your room 
and there's pieces of art everywhere. It's you're impacted by it all the time. I mean, you listen to music or you listen to a podcast, you know, or you watch TV, like it is always around you. And so I think when people give themselves the permission to open up to it and really experience it and be a part of it, that's when you like <laughs> level up in a way and like really can appreciate, oh, this this artist, this singer is incredible because they're hitting all these notes or, you know, they're really finding the meaning of their song in what they're singing or, you know, this actor, the performance that they gave that they gave was brilliant because of this, 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 whatever, you know, um, and I think that when people really give themselves the permission to, you know, open up themselves to the arts, they start to see things differently, too. I agree. And, you know, whenever I'm reading a book and I'm listening to a slightly different playlist, like that new playlist is now the the soundtrack for that book. And it deeply impacts my emotional take on it. Like every time that I listen to certain songs, I think about uh, different, hey, Kat, um, every time that I, I listen to these songs that I used to listen to when reading a book, like when I was reading Frankenstein, I was listening to this really dark, deep electronic music. And it just gave me that kind of oomph and this feel that like, oh, this story really has some Ooh. exciting parts of it. And when I talk to somebody else about the book, I bring that into the conversation. They're like, I didn't feel that way at all because I was listening to classical music or I wasn't listening to music at all when I was reading it, but this is how I felt about it. So it impacts the way that we experience things. And it gives us the ability to really think about, hey, you know, all of these things put together can really create unique experiences. And the more that we can create that and be a part of that growth and that uh, change in humanity, the better. The more that we can impact more people and and give them the experiences and the positive life that, that we are leading, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's always, you know, gives me the chills or something when I hear a song you know, any song, honestly, and it can always bring me back to a very specific part of my life because I do that thing where I'll listen to a song like 30 million times and then get bored of it and then revisit it later. But like, I can literally go through my Spotify playlist, play a song and be instantly transported to where I was when I first heard that song or like, you know, the most important in my mind, quote unquote, thing that was happening to me at that time. And it's so wild that, you know, a song can make you feel that or you know there's songs where you literally I will listen to it and I will just start crying like that because it just it elicits the feeling in me where I'm just like oh my god you know I think it's so cool that that's something that can happen you know yeah I feel like nostalgia is really the best way to explain all of the arts and how we relate back to them I mean I I was just looking up on my my playlist uh the song that I was listening to uh while reading Frankenstein it was uh, a song by Justice. So it was like really deep electronic uh, music, but it was uh, uh, called Waters of Nazareth. And it it just has this like super, like just a dope beat that just got you energized. And that was that, as soon as I listened to it, I think of the story of Frankenstein and that's, it transports me back into that experience. And as much as I love that experience. I know that other people do. You just said that, that you had that similar experience, you know, yeah. you cry, it gives you that joyful uh, experience. Being able to think back and experience more things deeply and remember those things, that's what the arts are all about. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's like 
in a way, kind of a time capsule. Like, you know, I I look at my Spotify playlist and I have some trash songs on there, but like I'll go back to like when I first started making a playlist, you know, 2014 or whatever. And like, I'll listen to those songs and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about this song. And then it'll, you know, remind me of things that were going on during that time. And then people will pop up in my brain and I'll be like, oh my God, I haven't talked to them in years. And then I'll reconnect with them. You know, I think it's magical that you can literally listen to a song and it can instantly transport you back to a feeling. And it can be so vibrant and so vivid that you're like, wow. I can remember the entire story of Frankenstein and exactly what I was feeling when I was reading it because of this one song. Like, I think that's so wild and so magical. Yeah, somehow that that music or that experience gives you the permission to think back on it fondly. Yeah, it. I mean, it gives you, in a way, kind of like a marker where you can be like, oh, yeah, this is a moment in time. And it, you know art is supposed to move you in any way you know it's can make you angry it can make you happy it can make you sad and I feel like especially with music because it's very accessible it just kind of opens up your soul (laughs) and just lets you experience it and gets into your subconscious and you know it it just lets you be it lets you be a human and just like experience either what's happening right in that moment or what happened you know three, four, five years ago. Yeah, no, I think that that's been really great. And I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't change anything for the world for that. And, and I, I'm really excited to hear how other people think about it. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I'm also curious to see if other people disagree with us. Like, I'd love to, like, yeah. if you're listening to this and you, you're thinking, yeah, this is a bunch of woo-woo crap. And, like, this doesn't actually <laughs> what, it, happen to me. Can you, woo, can woo-woo crap. Woo-woo crap. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. I just needed that. Yeah, yeah, Thanks. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Did did you get that on recording? I already got it recorded, so I'll just send that to you. None of that woo-woo crap for me. Oh uh, so, like, we, we want to hear from you if you think this is woo-woo crap. But if yeah. not, if you, if you also agree with it, we'd also love to hear that. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss future episodes. If you like the show, give us a review and tell a friend. It really helps us reach more people. You can also follow our Instagram and Facebook at The Artistic Pod to stay up to date on future guests and other content. If you want to follow our personal Instagrams, mine is at Melody underscore Hollis. And mine is Mitch. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs> Bye.